Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This week, we introduce our catchphrase kalimba. When you hear this sound, you know that we've used one of our catchphrases. We don't have a swearing kalimba, however, so please listen with discretion. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Brittany. I'm Indy. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're talking about chapter seven of Dodger's book. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's relive childhood trauma. That sounds fun. This chapter opens in the dining hall. And Sandry is like, why can't I talk to my friends in my thought speech? And then she realizes, oh, yeah, I have all their magic because I'm weaving it. This sucks. Yaren comes in and he's like, hey, y'all, we have to build a fire break. And everybody's freaking out. And he's like, no, no, no. It's chill, y'all. It's chill. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Look, look at my fixed smile. <laughs> if it was Nico or Tris saying this, then I'd probably trust him. But Yaren, I don't trust at all. And yeah. Frostbrine shows up considerably later because the trader caravan which originally just needed a couple repairs, has been like, nope, nope, we want you to go over every single piece of metal and make sure it's all good. And he's like, WTF, why do they want to do this? And then Briar and Triss walk in with Dodger's vine, which is now attached to a copper plate and growing rosebuds. And Rosethorn is much happy about it. Crossbind's like, oh, holy shit. P.S. Dodger, how's your nails going? And then she brings down her nails. And he's like, your nails have no magic in them. Where the hell is all your magic? And she's like, uh, I give it to Sandry because she's like mapping her magic. And then Frostpine loses his shit. Yeah. And Lark and Nico and Rosethorn are all like, chill your shit, dude. We had to do this. Otherwise, these kids are going to like throw lightning all over the place or God knows what else. I think basically Rosethorn's like, I don't want my apprentice lightninging my plants anymore. Thank you very much. So then Frostpine kind of like storms away. And then Triss is like, we should go to the glacier. Polyam shows up and she's like, hey, I'll take you to the glacier. And they're like, where did you come from? And she's like, I came to bring this jade cat to Daja as a new trader bargaining gift. She looks at Sandry's weaving and she's like, P.S. your weaving's all fucked up. <laughs> FYI, you're fucking up. <laughs> and Sandra and Lark are like, uh, whatever. 
Daja goes out to talk to Frostpine because he's upset. And he's like, yeah, so when I was a kid, my parents sold my magic to the local shaman who used it for random shit. And then when he died and all my magic came back, all of my tools melted in my hands and the smithy threw me out. Damn. End scene. Daja also says that she won't allow that to, to happen. Yeah, she's like, okay, I promise I will never give my magic to anyone ever again. And he's like, that's all I wanted to hear. Oh. I love you, kid. Jeez. Yeah, it's precious. Though I do have to say, I think it also says something about them that they can trust Sandry with it. Because even when Lark said, like, oh, you're going to have to give Sandry your magic, they were like, eh, we don't really like this. We like our magic. But there is enough of a bond there that she's somebody that they can trust with it. Part one is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like in the chapter. I like the part when Frostpine is like, of course, Caleb's happy as a, he looked at Lark and grins and says, a lark. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, you're, so, you're so punny. So punny. <laughs> I was just really struck by how timely this chapter is because Yarin's talking about building a fire break and everybody's freaking out about it. And I just, and they're worried about it because they're not used to having fire breaks. And when I read it, I thought if they were used to this kind of thing, then they probably wouldn't be panicking. And that made me think about Trevor Noah's presentation on wildfires. What's happening in the book is basically the same thing that's happening in California. There have not been enough controlled burns. And as a result, there's been more and more fires. And controlled burns are something that people aren't used to. And so any kind of burns kind of freak people out. Wow. Timely. Also, Frostpine's whole thing reminds me of the Piper of Hamlin. Do you guys know the actual story behind the Piper of Hamlin? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say the Piper of Hamlin? Okay. The town had too many rats. So Um, he came in and he said, I'll pipe away your rats. And then they didn't pay him. So he came back and he raised his flute and he piped all the children away and got his revenge. Yeah. So the Pied Piper, right? Yeah, the Pied Piper. Hamlin's the town where the story took place. And it is a real town in Germany. And this event is documented for centuries. This is a really, really old story that's been passed down for hundreds of years. And historians have looked at it and they've said, most likely what actually happened was that There was a war going on. Germany had just gotten a whole bunch more land and they needed people to go settle it. So they would send people to sort of encourage others to go settle it. People didn't want to leave their homes, but this town didn't have a lot of money. They were in an economic crisis. So they sold their children to the person to take off to settle some other town. And that just reminded me a lot of Frostpine's story. It's like, oh, we're going to do this horrible thing to our children 
because we are in economic hardship. Yeah. Yikes. The one thing I didn't like about this scene, and this might just be me, I felt like I didn't have a clear idea of where we were physically. I guess they're like in their rooms or something. In the castle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I I would have liked a little bit more like description of the setting. Yeah, they kind of just dipped from dinner and then there's a balcony somewhere where Frostbine waltzes off to, but we don't know where they were before that. Yeah. In the castle somewhere, I guess. Do they have like a set of conjoined rooms? Are they like gathering in somebody's room? I just don't have a clear picture of what it looks like. Yeah, because then Polyam just kind of pops in out of nowhere. Yeah. I really, really genuinely enjoyed Nico's test of Daja. That entire part where uh, he's just like, these traders probably have a buyer in the area. You could get a hold of the silver yourself and maybe sell it to them directly <laughs> if you wanted to. And Dasha was like, eh, that, that doesn't sound great. We already talked to Polyam and it doesn't seem right. And then Sandry is just like, you don't have to test Dasha, Nico. He's like, well, don't I? Shouldn't I? You guys are kids. And you're just now realizing that with these magical powers that you have, that people will be off. What, what did he say? He said they'd be offering gold, power, even love. He kind of has to find out. He has to kind of test them a little bit to see if they really would become greedy, thoughtless monsters. And the other thing that I liked was when Briar saw Polyam's new trade gift. Instead of asking or saying, hey, can I see that? He just kind of stretches his hand out and just kind of waits for Daja to let him see it because he likes the shinies. The glitter. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the glitter. He seems to be a pretty good appraiser, which uh, is interesting. I like that he's like, oh, if I had sold this, I would have gotten X amount, which means that it's worth this much more. (laughs) Yeah. Brittany covered mine with the the happy as a lark because that just makes me smile every time. Because it's mentioned, I have to have it in my likes and I have to mention it. Nailed. Always with the nails. Always. I also really like rose thorns fawning over the plant because it's just really cute. I mean, she's just like, I love this thing. It's so different and unique, and it's a plant, and I love it. I love it <laughs> so much. It's not a dog or a child. Yeah, that's exactly the point. It's not a dog, it's not a child. Therefore, it's okay. We like it because it's not a dog and not a child. I forgot I actually have one more. I really like her description of Yarin in this chapter. She writes, There was a lack of strength in his eyes and his collection of humorless smiles made her skin crawl. I love the description of Yarin as a collection of humorless smiles. It's not a very polite take, but I don't think he deserves a polite take. It's fine. Yeah, he doesn't really deserve being nice to I don't like him. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. This is part two. I found two. The two themes I found, I feel, go well together and are also applicable to our current life situation. So this whole chapter just felt very, very real to me. So the themes I found were precaution and communication, which are both very, very necessary when you are dealing with big, important dangerous type things like wildfires and magic spilling all over the place and COVID-19. So as far as precaution, Frostpine, when he freaks out that Sandry has everybody's magic, he's like, oh, but what if it gets out, gets away from her? What if she damages it in some way? And Lark's like, no, we have done this and this and this and this to take all of the precautions that we can before she started this weaving. And these are all the things we're going to do after. And when she talks about the way they're going to like dismantle the loom and burn the thread and all of that, it really reminded me of dealing with biohazardous waste. And then there's also a part where Lark 
tells Sandry, you should probably go riding tomorrow because you'll have to take a break from leaving because it's going to take a, a heavy toll on you. There's also this precaution of taking care of the person who is in the thick of all of the stuff that's going on, in the thick of whatever emergency situation is happening. I think it's come up a little bit with Yaren and Will Moore in the next chapter, that that's actually one of the problems Yaren is dealing with. He is not taking care of himself, and he's the person who's dealing with the wildfires. So there's also a contrast there. As far as communication, just so many communication, like, misses in this chapter after frostpine storms out nico says well he's just upset because we didn't consult him even though he agreed that lark and i should make the decisions when it comes to stuff like this and i was like nico you are being such adults right now even though i'm sure they made that agreement i doubt that this specific situation came up i doubt that they were like okay if we have to map the students' magic and they have to give away their magic to somebody, then you and Lark can take care of that. So the fact that they didn't consult him, I feel is a really big misstep on their parts. Just to have mentioned it and to have said, yeah. by the way, we're going to have to do this. You should know about it. It's not clear whether or not they know about Frostpine's past. If the other adults do, they really misstepped because they should have been like, oh, hey, this is something that's probably going to hit him kind of hard. We should make sure he knows about it ahead of time. But even so, he works so closely with Daja. This is something that he might want to have a conversation with her about because all of them know that it's a very serious deal to give your magic to somebody else and they know that it's necessary right now and even frostpine knows it's necessary but if they had let him know ahead of time he could have said oh i want to be able to have this conversation with daja to tell her why it's important to be careful about this even though at this moment it's necessary and he could have done that instead he just gets totally thrown off balance because he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's weird that they didn't even mention it to him. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. Like, guys! And I don't know, on some level, I feel like with Nico, this is kind of in character. He's one of those people who's like so smart that he misses social cues. And so the fact that he's like, oh, he's just upset because we didn't consult him even though he agreed to it when he probably really didn't. That's very Nico to me, but part of me is like, Lark, how did you mess up this badly? Because that's the kind of thing that I feel like Lark would normally catch. I feel like there were other communication things, but th th that was the big one. I found false confidence. It primarily with Yarn, with that kind of cocky, everything is under control, it's fine, when ultimately it isn't. But it, it is carried through also in how sure Lark is and how sure Nico is, even though they're not 100% sure that it's going to work. They're not positive. There's so much that can still go wrong, even with all of the precautions. But they 
come across as confident and very sure of what's happening, even when there's a good possibility that it's not going to go how they say it's going to go. Also very timely. Yes. Lots of that. The timing of reading this series in 2020 is just spooky. It really is. I've got to be super honest. I read this an hour before I uh, before we started recording this. And theme is always the hardest one for me. So I did not find a theme this week. I was lucky that I even got it read. So I don't have a theme. <laughs> That's okay, Brittany. I stole yours. You stole mine. Yes, exactly. Mine was the same as yours, Molly. Exactly. To the letter. <laughs> it's even written in Brittany's handwriting in my notebook. How dare you steal her idea. Oh, right? That's what we do on this show. The theme that I found was fear. I felt like Yaron finally kind of giving in and saying, you know, maybe we should, just in case, maybe build a fire break. Maybe. Sounds like a good idea. I'm not feeling too hot. People also freaked out by it because Yaron did eventually get up and say, oh, hey, you know, it's just a precaution, whatever. But clearly, I think that the faith of the people was uh, a little shaken by that. And also, I saw it right there in the beginning when Sandra wasn't able to talk to her friends using her magic. I felt like she felt like she was alone. She's gotten so used to being able to talk to her friends whenever, almost irregardless of how far they are. And she's up in this table, Queen Enulia, and then the other high-ranking folks up in the high table. She just doesn't feel happy there. I really feel like she was kind of afraid that maybe her friends didn't want to talk to her or something. That's the vibe that I got anyways. Even though clearly it was because she had everyone's magic, but she seemed to have a little bit of a tiny little crisis there. And the last one would be uh, clearly Frostpine and his childhood experiences. He knows that he went through something traumatic and painful kind of being betrayed by her family. He was afraid that the same thing would happen to Dasha as well. It's kind of hard to blame a person for feeling that way. Clearly, that wasn't the case here, but when you're traumatized like that, it's hard to not just think of the worst. So I think he was afraid that something similar would happen to Dasha, and he clearly does not want that to happen to anyone else that he cares about. Part three. (laughs) is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? The personal magic that I found, I kind of had a hard time actually writing it because I couldn't think of the words. Words kind of escaped me. But um, basically just not letting like prior bad experiences or trauma take control of how you react to other similar situations in life. That's clear from what I just said over there with Frostpine, that sometimes when you're hurt or something, you remember that and it hurts and it can traumatize you. But you have to try to not let that impact every single part of your life. I'm not saying that trauma is not valid, but it's hard to live life if every time that something goes wrong, you internalize it and let that affect other portions of your life. It's hard to live that way. I've been hurt in the past, uh, mostly via relationship stuff. Nothing, I'm going to say, like super traumatic, but I can see that that could affect the way that I I saw my future relationships, and you can't let it do that. You really have to just try to let yourself be more open and live. You can't be distrustful of everyone, basically. I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Even if someone has lied to you in the past, you can't look at everything else in the future that same way and try to 
try not to let that kind of taint your view of your relationships with future people. I have one similar to that, I suppose. It's more of moving on from all of that anger and pain that happens during trauma. It's hard to get out of that mindset of it's going to happen again. This I was hurt by somebody I trusted and that's how it's going to be for every relationship I have after this. But there is a beauty in letting it go. You can hold on to it, let it be a driving force and kind of a lesson. But letting it go so it is not a controlling point. But it is hard to let that kind of pain and anger that situations cause. And kind of the other one I had that kind of goes hand in hand with it is what of the covenant is thicker than the water of the loom. I plugged it. Ah, there it is. It's back. It's been a minute, but there it is. Ending <laughs> hasn't lost her touch. I have not. We kind of see that there's, especially with Frostpine, is he was betrayed by his family, by those people that are supposed to protect him and supposed to be there for him. But he has found a completely different support system now that he is in winding circle and he's around all of these other teachers and the students and just in general. And it helps getting away from those toxic situations and those harmful toxic people as well. It's hard to do. I know I have a lot of problems with differentiating what is current problems and what is previous trauma that is affecting the current situation. Something I have to work on myself. The line that really stood out to me for this was I want them to think polyam dickered me exhausted to get an outrageously cheap price. And what I wrote in my notes as far as making magic in my own life is literally work together to dot, 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 eat the rich. I know that I mentioned a couple episodes ago how in our actual country, in our society, the rich purposely divided people along racial lines because they were like, hey, if the poor people are busy arguing about race, we can go get rich. And we talked about how there's sort of a similar thing going on with Daja and Polyam, where they're both being beaten down by the society, but in different ways and one more so than the other. And so at the beginning, this pits them against each other. But at this point, they're realizing, hey, we're on the same side and we can work together to get an outcome that's going to benefit both of us. And you see that when she talks about, I want them to think that Polyam just did an amazing bargaining job because I know that's going to benefit her. And then you see it again when Polyam brings her the cat and Daja's like, oh, did this come from the caravan goods? Because they want this item so badly that Polyam no longer has to give Daja a token from her own things. Then Daja's like, oh, wait, you're still doing the trade, right? Because that means that she has the ability to help her. And I love the bit where it says, like, Daja realized that she liked Polyam. 
So I love this sense of camaraderie that they're getting. And it's this, oh, maybe we can work together to get a better outcome from these people who are shitting on us. I want to do more of that in my life to, instead of arguing with people, go, hey, maybe you're dealing with a similar problem and we can work together to take it out on the people who are the actual villains. The villain may be a strong word for the book. Not in real life. Not in real life. Villains is accurate. Yeah. Daja and Polyam have a lot more in common than they have not in common. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I should have probably gone first because mine is not nearly as deep as y'all's. <laughs> End us on a high note. It's going to be a really low note. Anyway, <laughs> mine is the part when Frost Prime gets mad and Nico's like, I'll speak to him later. He's just myth that we didn't consult him, even though we agreed that Lark and I make the decisions where this kind of money needs involved. I am not very socially good at knowing what's going on either, like Nico. And I'll just assume things about people, what they're thinking or what they were saying when they didn't mean it that way or whatever. I guess learning to be socially, I don't don't know how to word it. (laughs) Well adjusted. Yes. Learning cues better, I guess, because... I don't know. I'm awkward as hell when I talk to people. Don't be Nico in this situation. Actually go talk to your friend and know what's going on instead of just assuming that you know what's going on. Be a Daja? Be a Daja, yes. (laughs) It's like a pin that you would find somewhere, a sticker. Be a Daja, don't be a Nico. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That that reminds me of the old, was it like Gallant and Goofus comics, yes. old cartoons. I That'd be like, hey, save that that cat from running into the street. And the other one's like, oh, I'm gonna push the cat into the street. That's a really terrible example. You get what I mean. I saw a stand-up comedian who voiced my thoughts on Goofus and Gallant, which is, of course, Goofus is always doing bad things. You named him Goofus. <laughs> like, he's well, probably trying to get attention about, like, his parents being awful parents. I feel like I'm Goofus a lot in social situations, so. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like that's something we could all work on, too. Definitely. I really like that in that scene, Daja just goes and she stands next to him. Well, sometimes that's all we need is just someone to be there. Not necessarily talking to us. I think a lot of times we forget that. We feel like we need to do something or say something. And sometimes what you really just need is somebody to sit next to you, maybe put their arm around you and just wait until you're ready to talk. I know that I personally dealt with that. Ellie likes to vent. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would always, always try to be like, well, have you tried doing this? Have you considered doing that? You know, like trying to fix it. That's what I do. I like fixing stuff. If someone's got an issue, I like trying to figure out how to help them. But you don't always need that. I feel like a lot of the time you don't really need that. But sometimes you just need, like you said, someone to be there to talk to. That's it. 
Another yeah. example that always comes to mind is the movie Inside Out. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Don't tell me. I'll mute you. Hold on. Bing Bong is crying and Joy is like, no, we need you, blah, blah, blah. And Sadness just sits down next to him. And he talks about all of the terrible things. And then Sadness says, that's sad. <laughs> and I love Sadness. And this is why I love Sadness. And everyone's like, why do you love Sadness? One, because she's adorable. And two, because of that moment. Spoiler center over. Well, then they team up with Osmosis Jones and fix the body. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the big. That's the big twist in the movie. That, that's a huge twist. So I guess I need to watch this movie before this episode comes out. Yeah, I guess so. This is an excerpt from Dodger's book, Chapter Eight. Their party decided to eat midday, a good distance from the glacier, after they discovered the wind that came off the towering wall of ice was cold. Looking around, they chose a broad stretch of sandy earth nearly a thousand yards away, atop a low, flat hillock at the foot of a cliff. Walking to the edge of their picnic ground while the food was set out, Daja stared up at the glacier. Soaring over it in magical form the day before, she hadn't appreciated how vast the glacier was. She was impressed again by its noise. The thing filled the air with creaks, snaps, groans, and the babble of melting water. Listening, she began to think what she'd been told was true. The ice sounded as if it did move, however slowly. The long, steep gouges in the rocky walls of this valley could well be the marks of its claws as it shrank back from Gold Ridge. Daja, called Lark. She, Polyam, Briar, who liked to handle food if he couldn't stuff it in his mouth immediately, and Nico had placed everything neatly on a drop cloth. The meal looked like a king's feast, spiced with flavors Daja had known almost from the cradle. Now was the time to add her bit to the meal. It needs a centerpiece, she told her companions. Reaching into her saddlebag, she brought out her surprise and plunged it sharp end first through the middle of the drop cloth. There it gleamed in the sun, its inner petals just unfurling, a copper rose. Oh. Is this the rose that we were talking about in the very first episode of this book? This is the mention of roses that I gave you in um, yeah, the, what, what the prediction. The, what were the, the words in the prediction again? Fire, tradition, and roses. I think we've met all of them. Yep. Very cool. I know with Tris's book, it took till the end of the book. Basically, it's no yeah, literally like one of the last like paragraphs. <laughs> Sounds like a good chapter. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws 
or on Instagram at Shannon Andros. Also, thanks to Britney's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. question about the glacier in the last chapter Daja says something about the glacier and it says it's miles away and the teachers didn't ask anything about how did you know about a glacier like we haven't used magic but how do you know about the glacier and they're just like "Eh, yeah let's go see the glacier how did they know that they knew about it does it touch on that I imagine it's like something that you could see like way out there. But they people had talked about it because Daja and Briar see it and they're just like, oh, it's a ribbon of ice. But Tris calls it a glacier. So I get the impression that Tris has like read something or talked to somebody and somebody has informed her that there is a glacier. Maybe. But yeah, that's that's a potential plot hole that uh, I did not catch. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.